Welcome to Be The One. Be The One. It only takes one person to understand. Will you be that one for someone? Original music, Grow, is by Kelly Fitzgerald. I'm Erin. And I'm Vani. And let's get started. Today in our studio, we have another guest with us and Maddie. Maddie. Yay, Maddie. Woo-hoo. Maddie is, yeah, my daughter. She's been a guest on here before and we're excited to have you here today, Maddie. Welcome back to Be The One. You are a senior in college and your senior year has gone way differently than you thought it would as most of our lives now have. Could you just kind of, you know, tell us and tell our listeners for somebody who's graduating, who is about to head into the quote unquote, you know, adult life after college, how has this kind of changed your perspective? How has it affected, you know, you personally? How has it affected your friends as you now face this kind of uncertainty going from graduate to whatever is next? Yeah. So, I mean, the coronavirus, it changed everything. I, ha- I thought I had a pretty solid plan after school. Um, but because of this and because of this pandemic that's going on, it just kind of put it on pause and it's, it's scary and it's overwhelming because not only is it put on pause, we don't know like what's going to happen next. So therefore I can't start planning my next steps because we don't know what could happen in, you know, at the end of today, tomorrow, or even in a week, we just, it's the fear of the unknown. Maddie, you have a few things that I've witnessed um, as a mom of what you're going through. And I think it's really important that we kind of separate them out. Like number one, you're grieving. You're grieving from your senior year that you thought you were going to have and it's much different. Number two, you're supposed to be moving into the city and you're supposed to be getting a job and working and um, starting a new life, living on your own as an adult. Third, you don't get to walk in a graduation. You're missing out on all of the senior year end of school things. So let's take one by one. Your first one, you're grieving the loss. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's one thing when you graduate, you have the opportunity to have the whole formal ceremony and be able to say goodbye to everyone and see everyone one last time. But due to these circumstances, since we were on spring break and then after spring break, it's you're not coming back. I didn't have the opportunity to have those like one last goodbyes, those one last, you know, hanging out with my friends or, you know, seeing my boyfriend. Like I won't be able to have that closure. And I think that's what a lot of people my age are struggling with. It's just it's done like out and kind of overnight and out of nowhere. It. I think it really blindsided everyone. So in a sense, we're not having, we're not able to really process it. It's, and I think that in a sense is a lot um, to be able to comprehend. Because for me, when I went back to school, I didn't really see many people that I want to say goodbye to. And it's scary because since we're in quarantine now, I have no idea when I'm going to see those people again, because they're often Wisconsin, Ohio, California, Boston, like we just, it's, 
it's just, I think, in a lot of ways also just, you know, kind of sad. Not, I mean, nothing really about this is comforting, but it is comforting to know that I'm not alone in feeling that disappointment and feeling that loss. So what kind of, what kind of conversations are you and your friends having right now, like between each other, amongst each other? So my friends, we're, we're pretty goofy, I would say. So I think when I get texts from my group chat from them, it really makes my day because it's something like that is so ridiculous that like someone, someone's doing, you know, like for instance, making up the dances or doing their own hair. It's just all, we're trying to find like comedy in this. And I think naturally that's what me and my friends do in every kind of situation. So it's been nice to have that. But also I was planning on moving in with one of my best friends after school. And it's, it was really hard having that conversation of, you know, like, we don't know if this is going to work or we don't know like what's going to happen next or if we'll be able to do this. And for me, that's also like a loss in itself because I living with your friends after graduation and having that experience getting quote unquote real world jobs, you know, and that's all, that's all something that we were looking forward to experiencing and doing. And it's just really too bad that we won't have that opportunity or, possibly might not have that opportunity because again that's another thing that you look forward to after school is being able to embark on that new chapter in your life with the people that you're closest with and so it's really feeling like emotional turmoil you know and that 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 for lack of a better word is the grief that you're going to through because I know that for you and some of your friends you've been experiencing your own sadness you've been feeling experiencing your own depression since you're isolated from each from not only each other but from pretty much the community are you finding that what people are encouraging you to do so you don't isolate your group text snapchat videoing each other video talking skyping do you feel like that is helping and is that enough for you i mean i don't think it's going to be enough because we would just really wanted all that one last like hurrah or one last or a few last things just because we thought we had months, you know, ahead of ahead of us. Um, I wouldn't say it's like enough, but I would say that it's helping. And I really would like to encourage anyone who is feeling like alone in this to reach out to your friends or to reach out to anyone. Because for me, like when I FaceTime my friends, like it, I hang up the phone feeling so much better. And even though maybe it's not good, it's not a heal all, it's not a cure all, like at least I was able to, you know, like raise my serotonin in some sense, you know? And uh, it's also nice because from my conversations with my friends, like we are all feeling the same way. So I don't have to worry about saying something like that I may think that's too dramatic or I don't want to burden this person with these feelings about the situation when I know that almost everyone else in this position is feeling this way. And so I just want to emphasize the fact that like, we're not alone in these feelings about losing our senior year or whatever that may be. What about, how are you guys feeling about your jobs being on hold? You know, new jobs and new situations. It's terrifying because it's like, I don't know, will it be easier to get jobs after this? When will we be able to get jobs after this? Is it going to be harder to get jobs after this? Like, there's and if I apply now, like, is it gonna 
Like, when am I going to hear back? Like, when will they even have availabilities? Like, there's so many questions that go around it. It's extremely anxiety provoking. But I mean, since it is uh, March, like we do have, I mean, in some sense, have time to hopefully ride this out and potentially see this virus coming to an end in the near future in a few months when they would when maybe we would start having jobs so that's I guess something that's a bright side of this but also it's like currently it's very anxiety provoking and a lot of what ifs and unknowns and a lot of questions but it's kind of out of our control so it's just really you have to take it day by day what are you doing you know you've got your your, uh, sorry your group chats with your friends videos what else are you doing to kind of mitigate that depression that anxiety that comes around in a time like this especially self-isolating self-quarantining um so I've been going on walks a lot like alone which sounds like I would never really go on a walk before but it's been really nice to just have the sun you know or get the fresh air um that's really been helping me and like also just seeing like because there's been a lot of people on the trail I'm keeping six feet away and I um, cover my mouth if someone like walks like too close to me. But it's also just nice to see other people out there doing the same thing that we're doing, just trying to get through it. So it's kind of comforting in a sense. And also I just started um, at home yoga like at this through this YouTube channel. And I found that like just getting my body moving and like sweating a little bit like has really also made the difference. It just make me feel more ready to take on um, homework assignments or any other projects that I may be working on. It just kind of gives me a reset. I saw you um, a little bit down. And one thing that I saw you doing was journaling. Tell me about that. Yes. So would you like to read a page from your journal? Oh, (laughs) no, thank you. (laughs) Yes, I've been doing some journaling since this situation has, um, I guess, engulfed our country. I find it very relaxing and like very healing because it's a way for me to actually look at my thoughts. And I think people, we get really in our head about what's going on with us and what's going on for ourselves. that, and I can kind of see like what's in your control and what's not in your control and be, and then you're able to address those issues. And I think, it really just, to me, clears my head and makes me think straight, makes me think better. So I highly recommend it for anyone who's feeling overwhelmed or stressed during this time. And I think those are two great things that you can do for free. A walk is free. A journal is free. You can just write a piece of paper. I actually have an app on my phone that I set up to basically ding me twice a day. And it says, how are you feeling? You can go in there and you can put like has a whole bunch of different kind of icons that you can select for like how you're feeling. And then it says, say a little bit about it. So something like that you can use, or again, um, I think honestly, probably just a paper and pen is the most therapeutic to write that kind of stuff down, but in a pinch, the phone works. Um, another thing that I noticed, um, you know, especially with, with college students, you know, like, like the drinking is very prevalent and something that most college students do, they're introduced to. But I found it really interesting the other night when I opened a bottle of wine, I'm like, Maddie, do you want a glass? And your words to me was, no, that's a depressant, which I thought was really wise. And I don't know how many 
of us or college students are able to recognize that because that's one thing that we we try to talk about is that you know limit your caffeine and your alcohol consumption because it adds to anxiety it adds to depression and when you said that to me I was like really impressed for me I think it's it's different because I have you as a mom so I'm very like well educated on matters of what's gonna make my mental health worse what's gonna make it better and because of the mental state that I've been in which has been pretty down and plus I'm alone like it'd be one thing if I was feeling a little down and it was like oh my friends want to like go out and all like have a wine night together but and that would maybe you know make me feel a little better because I'm surrounded by people and we're conversing and having fun I think it's you know one thing to be surrounded by your friends and maybe decide to have a wine night to cheer you up just because you're around each other's company you're probably laughing and making jokes and talking about life before the coronavirus (laughs) but um I think it's really important to be careful especially since we're in quarantine so we don't have the company of other people and it could get it could get deep it could get dark is what I'm saying so I just hope everyone's being careful in that regard and I have to agree with that you know we're just watching how much you're drinking in this time is going to be very very important because it can very easily go from that oh well I'm just gonna have a quick drink because I got nothing else to do to next thing you know two three days later you're starting to self-medicate a little bit and then it's well I'm really bored and this makes me feel not as lonely not as sad and the next thing you know you're drinking a little bit more Um, alone. So it's definitely important to keep that in mind. I feel that I don't think that we should diminish whatever somebody may be grieving about, whatever somebody may be feeling bad about, whatever somebody is going through, because that is their situation. And your situation is real to you. It may not be as serious as having the coronavirus, but it's serious to your mental health, which we're not talking about. Well, and it's important, too, because, like, there's always something worse. You can say, there's a, oh, well, coronavirus really isn't that bad, or this isn't that bad. So to your point, then, I think it's just important to say, hey, this is important to people. And what's important to you is important to you, based on who you are and, and how you've grown up and all the experiences you've had. And yeah. I don't want to diminish anything that is important no. to anyone. Um, it, it does suck. And you have that expectation of, hey, I'm going to be able to do all these things. And... You know, expectations are powerful things. So I would just like to add an example of that. When I lost my husband, Maddie's dad, and a really good friend of mine was going through a divorce at exactly the same time, she just kept saying over and over, well, my situation is so much worse. He's still alive. Well, my situation is, you know, I, I have to deal with him, watching him with another woman and blah, 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 blah. And I was just sitting there kind of in, in shock as to, okay, well, I, I don't have anyone. My kids don't have their dad. We still loved him. And I came to the conclusion of the fact that her pain is real. Her pain to her is the worst that it could possibly be because that's what she knew. And my pain, I'm not going to measure somebody else's. I'm going to know that mine is different. But I still have pain. So rather than arguing or trying to figure out who has it worse, your pain is your reality right now. And this is what a lot of young people are going through. And I don't think that we should judge anybody else's pain, thinking that they may have it worse, 
because we're all only capable of so much. We're all only capable of knowing what we know through our experiences. So let's come together and know that, yeah, you have pain. I had pain. Aaron, you've had pain. So how can we help and support you through this pain? It's, it's hard, you know, to like say, you know, like what could make this, you know, make us feel better and make me feel better. Because I could name like a lot of like seeing my friends, you know, going back to school like that. Those are all like the answers to that. So I think it's just important to be like compassionate of people of, like kids in my position. This is just this is a major like adjustment period and a major um, like I guess you could call it a learning opportunity, and I think it's important to just be understanding why maybe, like, I just think it's important for, you know, parents to not get too offended if their child is unhappy to be home, Um, you know, just understand, like, they had this whole idea of what their rest of their year or rest of their semester was going to be, and that just was just gone, and it's tough because it, you know, we didn't have time to process it. We didn't have time to like accept it. It just happened like right in front of us. So I just, I just hope that people in the lives of people who are like me, um, to just be understanding and just offer, you know, if they like help or resources, you know, like, (laughs) I, I think to your point, like we're all there though. Right. Like, and this is where, this is where, um, you know, you said, I hope, people look at someone who's in your position because it's easy to sit there and say oh well okay yeah you don't get to go to xyz party you don't get to walk down who really cares there's all this other stuff going on but then we're also upset because oh my my trip to portland got canceled or this got canceled and i'm really disappointed but nobody can understand how i'm so disappointed and just understanding the disappointment is all around us. And it's a thing. It's because we all had this expectation of how our lives were going to go in the next three to six months. And it did not have to do with coronavirus in the least. I can't understand exactly what you're feeling, of course. And and I might look at it differently, but I know what disappointment feels like. So I can look and say, you're disappointed. I get that because I'm disappointed in my own things. Just understanding that nobody's disappointment for what they were expecting is worth any more or any less exactly and also i think it's important to understand that like i don't think many other um graduate classes have had this happen um like this is something that there's never been like a pandemic that is just well, I'll say the took la- people out of school i'm mean, i shouldn't take that well out. i was gonna say out. there's like, been a lot of spanish say... flu Bubonic plague. Bubonic plague. And that's the thing, I is meant, this is not the first pandemic. Yeah, I meant like, I meant like... In your lifetime. Well, I think that for for everything that we, we have just said and everything that everybody is going through, whatever your situation, whatever, wherever you're hurting, wherever your disappointment is, is that acceptance. It's valid. And it is so, so valid. And if we don't accept these situations, that's where we get stuck. That's where we get lost. That's when we turn to things that are unhealthy to whether it's self-medicating, whether it's withdrawing, whether it's, you know, not getting out of bed, not showering. And those are the things that we really need to be concerned about for all college students that are home, all high school students that are home. I mean, the entire population. So we can um, make sure that this doesn't turn into something more serious, such as depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. So I think it's a good time just to say that if you are struggling and you do need help, um, there is the suicide hotline 1-800-273-TALK. But 
also those are quite full and jammed and we're going to repeat it again we're just find that one person that you can talk to and maddie i would hope that you and your friends and all the other students out there can find that one person to talk to to tell if you're struggling or not all right well thank you very much maddie for joining us today as always it's a pleasure thank you for having me all right i'm aaron and i'm vani and we'll see you next week If you are struggling and need someone to talk to, remember that help is available 24-7 at 1-800-273-TALK. And also, you can text GO to 741-741. They say everything happens for a reason. Life has its own seasons. In the wind, you can only feel the snow. Start to wonder if those flowers gonna grow. Soaking in the snow, soaking in the rain It's all a part of how our seasons change The rain's gonna run, the sun's gonna shine But in the ground come up over time Yeah, it might be so But one day, one day those flowers gonna grow Well, we all have our own faces we can measure by comparing We all just want the same thing So together let's start healing Soaking the rain, soaking the tears Water and soul as our flowers grow my tears Oh